Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, awkward transformations into a giant fursuit, bad girls who like to strip naked, aliens who live in vending machines, a twisted set collection game, violence, and insane rants. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger Review, episode 375, Glepnir. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. I'm your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys are doing well, hope you're doing great. I've been doing kind of good, kind of chilled. It's a little different right now because things are going a little crazy at the moment, but just dealing with one step at a time. Uh, beforehand, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast and vang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics. Since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga. And I tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the actual production quality, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You know, I threw you anything that I and my co-host said, we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com. You can also find our movie review, our game review, our television review, our manga review, anime review, and all the other podcasts over there. Also, if you want to check out any of our other things, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Music, and at various other social media sites, just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you find us one way or another. And also, if you want to do something cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N. That takes you to our iTunes account. You can leave a comment or a rating for us. Be kind of appreciated. That way, you know, like putting a tip in the tip jar. And I, it keeps me motivated to keep doing this podcast that I've been doing since 2008. And I want to keep going. And I just need a little bit more inspiration. But I digress. So if you want to rant or rave at me, you can also email me personally at xan at spirekin.com or direct message me on Twitter at spirekin. So now that all that housekeeping is out of the way, let's actually get to what the podcast is about, reviewing manga and whatnot. So we've changed our formats a little bit. Before we were used to do the manga releases, the news, and then the review, but we're going to try something different. We're going to actually start with the review, then we're going to do our Manga news, manga releases, then ended off with that part that most of you love hearing about. That one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. So stay tuned after the review. Tell me what you think about this format, if you like it better or worse. But let's get to it, shall we? Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it took down to be that reviewing a manga that was written by Sun Takeda and published by Kodansha or Kodansha USA. The original run was 2015 to present. There are eight volumes and an anime series that is, I don't know if it's still going on, but it is on Funimation if you want to watch it. It is a action rom-com Senen series, and the name of this is based on a North mythology name. What are we talking about? We are talking about Glepnir. Yes. So what is this one that is based on a Norse mythology term? Well... Glepnir is the story of a kid named Shuichi Kagaya. Who, he is a nice kid, he's doing good in school, but something's going on. He's a little bit disturbed. He's told his teacher that he doesn't want to get the position that he applied for in college to give it to his friend. 
instead of himself, he's been depressed and something's going on with him. The reason why is he no longer feels human. He feels like a monster because a couple of weeks ago, something weird happened to him and now he has changed. How has he changed? Well, he has the ability to turn into a giant furry. For back of a letter turn. He turns to a giant fursuit. It looks like a big comical dog with overalls and a gun on his side. And he has no idea why. He's kind of confused, kind of depressed, but it's also given him superhuman strength and some other abilities. And also a huge increase in his sense of smell. He's able to tell what people are by him and also smelling some other things. And one day when he's walking home from school, really depressed, actually he's debating about killing himself, he smells something. He smells fire. And he smells someone stuck in a building that's on fire. So he has a choice. He could either just run away let this girl die or he could do something about it and he decides to be a hero about it and he turns into his super form which is just like i said it looks like a giant mascot costume he breaks through the wall he finds the girl picks her up he breaks through the wall again saves the day puts her down and then he gets a whiff of her and it's kind of intoxicating and intriguing and before he knows what he's doing he ends up um well she's half naked to begin with she's just wearing panties and he starts lowering Without realizing it, he starts lowering her panties a little bit. And you think, oh god, is this going to turn out like Pygmalion, the manga where I talked about where they had killer mascots? No. Well, as he's about to do it, he stops, realizes what he's doing, realizes, thinks the girl's unconscious, and he runs away. Like, oh god, turns kind of back into human, and he just thinks, no more figure out. And he doesn't realize the girl was awake the entire time. And she snagged his phone. So the next day, he's freaking out, looking for his phone, can't find his phone. He's like, oh god, did I leave it there? What's going to happen? And then he bumps into the girl, and she's like, Hello, monster. Uh, if you want your phone back, meet me on the roof. And he's like, Oh, God, maybe she doesn't remember. She, she can't pin it on me. And he acts like, I don't know what that's about. I wasn't don't know what you're talking about. And so on the roof, she starts interrogating him, saying, You're trying to do something perverted, and, and you're a monster, aren't you? And he's like, No, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I see you found my phone. I lost it a couple of days ago. And as he's talking to her, she ends up pushing him off of the roof of the school and in order to save himself he ends up transforming into a half form lands and then she proceeds to take a photo of him with her cell phone she has proof that he's a monster and she's going to blackmail him to help her out because she's looking for the monster that is her sister who killed her parents she's going to find her sister and find out what happened and then maybe kill her she needs help and a monster will be able to help her out so he's kind of blackmailed into helping this girl whose name is Claire Alki. And she is mean, manipulative, and kind of pervy. And she's also younger than him. But she acts older. So it's a little bit of a weird juxtaposition. And as he goes to her apartment where she's really just kind of overstepping herself a little bit, they end up going there and she talks to him more about what's going on. And she's like, hey, do you have one of these? And she pulls out this weird coin with a star in it. He has no idea what that is. He's like, I don't know what that thing is. I've never seen it before in my life. He's like, well, I know that the other monsters, they have this and they're looking for it. So you have to have one or something else. And as she's saying this, a girl appears on her balcony. This girl wants the coin. Turns out it's another one of these quote-unquote hunters, gatherers. And she ends up attacking Claire. And who saves her? But Shuichi. Shuichi ends up trying to save her. And... Again, to a fight with this girl who ends up turning to have bunny legs. Because that's her ability. So apparently there are more than one person. Each one has their own power and ability. And as Shuichi's trying to defend 
Claire, Claire notices that on the back of Shuichi there is a zipper. And she ends up opening the zipper and you think, oh, maybe there's something awesome in there. Maybe it's cool, maybe it'll reveal Shuichi. No, it's actually like it shows his insides that are empty. But it looks like something can fit in there. So Claire ends up going inside of Shuichi's furry form and almost like a mech suit begins to control him. And then it gets very John Malkovichy, uh, being John Malkovichy, where she's controlling him, and he's stuck in his head like, I can't do anything, this girl's controlling my body, what the fuck? And the girl ends up killing the rabbit girl. And because of that, he freaks out, he says, I don't want to deal with this anymore, and Claire ends up trying to convince him to help her out, and that's the first volume. First volume ends up leading into that they have this uneasy relationship where Claire is blackmailing Shuichi who just wants to be a normal kid. He doesn't want to be this giant fur monster who's super strong and has a gun that actually works. He thinks it's a stuffed gun. He doesn't want this but Claire wants him to help her out and they have this weird relationship. In volume two you find out more about what's going on that there's an alien who crash landed on earth and him and his buddies are all these coins and the deal is if you gather the coins he'll grant a wish for you. Every coin you have, it's a different wish. And when they first meet him, uh, something happens to Shu- Shuichi, and it's to fix him. They have to take the coin to him to fix him, and he ends up fixing him up. It's a kind of what-the-fuck series, let's be honest. Art style is cool. It's very easy read. It's very dark. And it's kind of pervy in a weird sort of way, because it's like Claire gets... It's almost like she gets off on going inside of Shuichi. Like, she says, oh, whenever I go inside, it gets me wet. And she wants to be in there naked. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to wear a bathing suit. You can't be in me naked. And it's like a really weird reversal of sexual tension and just... Well, it's kind of skeevy. But I will say this. The action is on point And it's well done. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where you have a bunny girl fighting a giant stuffed mascot and the stuffed mascot kicking the shit out of her. Um, The second fight involves the quote-unquote secondary antagonist of the series and she beats the hell out of them. And it's kind of horrific in a way. It makes it that Shuichi is, like when his monster form, he's able to be separated and just anyway. So this series is strange, it's dark, and it is very what the fuck. But it's not too bad. Would I want to go deeper into this uh, as it goes further into it, seeing these other characters and finding out about this whole thing going on? Because the series starts off as it's an action series with a weird monster transformation, but then it turns out to, oh, we have to collect all of these coins in order to have a MacGuffin happen. It's a set. It's a fetch quest to find all the pieces of this item, and then whoever finds the item, they'll get powers beyond belief or ultimate wish, and that's what it is. And it just feels weird. It's innovative. It's different, but I would have liked a little more to it, if that makes sense. So, for that reason, I have to give this a gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. It's okay. Not forgettable because it's so fucking weird, but it's it's just okay. It could be better, could be more action-packed, but just I feel like they could have done much more with it. Um, I think that's all I could say about the series. I mean, there are other side characters who are more intriguing, like his classmate Nana Mifune, the girl who ended up getting the scholarship that he applied for and he won. 
It's like she's into him and she knows something's wrong, but she doesn't really get find out what's going on. Like he's keeping her at arm's length. And she's a much better uh, romantic interest than Claire. But obviously she's just there to be the good friend and the unrequited love interest. Maybe they do more with her in future volumes. I don't know. I gave this two volumes and it was, it was okay. Not great. If you've read this and disagree with me, you can email me personally at xanatspirekin.com. Let me know what you think about Glepnir. Do you think it was amazing? Do you think it was great? Uh, the anime is a pretty faithful adaptation. There are some differences. It's uberly violent and uberly gross, but it's not a bad series. Like I said, it's okay. If you want to relax, read something quick, and forget about it, this is the one you're going to go for. I promise. So, anyway, now that the review's out of the way, let's actually get to some other things, like the manga releases of the week, the things which came out yesterday, June 30th, and since it's the end of the month, the beginning of summer, there's actually a very light release schedule. There's only five releases that came out this week, and the first one confuses the fuck out of me because in the Japanese release, there are only four volumes, so now we have a fifth volume, so I'm kind of confused. Yes, our first new release is Blank Canvas, My So-Called Artist's Journey, or... Kaku Kaku Shikajiken Volume 5. So I have no idea why there's a fifth volume. I could have sworn there was only four volumes that were originally released. When I reviewed this, it said there's only four volumes. So I'm curious what this fifth volume is. I'm going to have to buy this to see what it is. Anyway, besides that, we have Get a Robo Devolution Volume 5, the manga. We have Neon Genesis Evangelion Anima, the light novel, Volume 3. We have Volume 1 of the Penguin Drum Light Novel. And then finally, there's a Demon Lord on the Floor, Volume 8. So, not much coming out this week. The two that I'm most interested in are Penguin Drum, the Light Novel, and Blank Canvas, My So-Called Artist's Life, Volume 5. Those are the two that are psyching me out. What about you? What are you interested in? Are you interested in Getarobo Evolution, or are you interested in the Light Novel for Neon Genesis Evangelion Anima? Let me know. You can email me, or just tweet me. So, now that the release our way, let's get to the actual manga news. And I gotta say, for manga news, we have a, a decent amount of stuff going on. And we're gonna actually break our rule about not talking about people going on hiatuses, because some interesting hiatuses and cancellations happened this month, or this week. I'm not gonna go over all the cancellations because there's too much, but we're gonna go over some of the stuff. But first, big news. Seven Seas Entertainment has licensed two new mangas in a light novel series, the first one. In January 2021, they're going to be releasing the first volume of Asumiko Nakamura's A White Rose in Bloom, a.k.a. Majirobana no Saku. And they're going to be released physically and digitally. And this is a Yuri manga that focuses on a student in an elite European boarding school. Things are going pretty well for her until she finds out that she won't be able to go home at Christmas. Instead, she'll be stuck at school with only one other student, the aloof and beautiful Steph for company. As our main character, Ruby, tries to understand Steph, she becomes more and more interested in the other girl. But can she break through Steph's icy exterior? This is one which might be very gr great, or it might be terrible. I mean, it's Asumiko Nakamura. We reviewed two of her manga, so we kind of know what her deal is. I mean, I reviewed her last story, Made in Railways, last episode, so... She's a good manga kind of great artist. Just, I hope it's a better story than Maiden Railways. Anyway, so the other two releases are actually the same story, but one's a light novel and one is a manga. So, first off, you're going to have in January 2021, the light novel, and then April 2021, the manga 
of the manga or the series called Muscles Are Better Than Magic or Maho Sonakoto Yori Kiniku Da. And this is by Dora, Dora Neku and Rilusi. And so the whole premise of this series, it's described as for 10 years, Yuri has lived alone in the forest, training his muscles day and night to hone his body into the ultimate fighting machine. But when the beautiful elf Phileas stumbles upon his home, she begs him to help her escape the forest. There's just one problem. Yuri's never left the woods, and besides, this odd couple can't seem to agree on anything. It's the beginning of a wacky journey through strange lands and strange adventures. This seems like it's a weird non Isekai Isekai series. I think it should be good. I'm not sure, though. I want to give both these a try, and I think they're going to be great. But let's see what other news we have. So on August 1st of this year, Mari Yoshino, the creator of Beauty Bunny, is launching a new manga titled Sando no Meshitu Aregasuki, or I like three square meals and that. And this is going to be released in Kodansha's digital magazine Ane Friends, and it's going to focus on a romance with a charismatic chef. This may go on to my order up panel. If it's good, if it actually goes over recipes, I think this could be added to the project, the cookbook that I'm working on, which I'm going to release on soon. It's actually almost done due to some due to the pandemic. I've had to push some things back. I can't get some of the ingredients to finish the dishes, but we're almost on schedule. August, this book will be done. Anyway, what else is going on? On July 4th, this Saturday, Daisuke Ashihara's World Trigger manga is taking a one-month break due to Ashihara's poor physical health. Well, Daisuke Ashihara, he's made a unique manga that has been very popular. We hope him the best. Uh, on July 3rd, this Friday, Kotaro Sakini, creator of Ninja Slayer Kills, is launching a manga adaptation of Asa Rokoshima's Zetai Damage o Ukunai Skill o Moratai no De, Bokensha to Shite Miru, or I got a skill that makes me take no damage, so I thought I'd have a go at being an invincible adventurer. So this is going to be an adaptation of a web novel, I'm assuming. And the manga will launch on the website for Shiyobi no Sirius, and the story centers on Haruto, normal villager who has no confidence in himself, but who is one day visited by a goddess and granted a skill that allows him to take no damage. In a certain village, he meets the adventuring twins, Lilith and Alice, who changed his life in a major way, and he's going to travel down the, his path as an adventurer, unrivaled by neither man nor beast. This one is going to look great because Ninja Slayer Kills has a great animation style, and I think I've heard this is a good series, I'm not sure. So I'm going to definitely give this one a shot. Definitely. So, in other news for mangakas who've been injured, um, on July 2nd, which is tomorrow, Daichi uh, Banyo's Kide Senshi Gundam Aggressor, or Mobile Suit Gundam Aggressor, the manga is going on hiatus, in order for Baijo Sensei to recover from an illness. Now, we hope that uh, Baijo Sensei gets better from this illness. We don't know what it is. He's not saying what it is. Hopefully, it's not COVID. But, anyway... Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Aggressor follows the Aggressor Unit, a traitor federation unit of soldiers who defected from the Xeon side. This sounds actually really cool, and the design for the Aggressor looks awe-inspiring. I would love a Gunpla of this. I think there is one, not entirely sure. Anyway, other news. Also on July 2nd, Viz Media is going to be launching 
a new mangaka by the creator of Beelzebub. That's Ryuhei Tamura. This new manga is called Shakonetsu no Nirai Kanai, or literally Red Hot Nirai Kanai. But the title that they're going to be giving this in the, the Western world is Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin. And it's going to be released on the Shonen Jump service. Now, we talked about this series a little bit in earlier news segments where we talked about the whole thing of Red Hot Nirai Kanai is based on the mythical land Nirai Kanai in the Ryukyu region of Japan, but now we know what the story is about. The story is about a down-on-his-luck cop who gets a dolphin as a partner. And the dolphin apparently is able to turn into a kid. So, I don't know. This sounds insane and bizarre and comical. So, this might be the, the hit show of the year, and hopefully I get... It gets an anime adaptation. Gonna have to wait and see. So, now that we're done with stuff that's happening in the future, let's talk about some of the stuff that happened earlier this week. Now, first off, on June 30th, two things happened. First off, mangaka Ayato Sasakura, who you might know from the works Shakugan no Shana, launched a new title. Now, the title is Gentle, or Akinaru, and this was released in Katakawa's Degenki G's comic web manga magazine and the story centers on Sadai a person who heads into the mountain with the intent on taking his own life but instead he encounters a mysteriously gentle girl is it romance is it uh, redemption you have to wait and read to see what happens the other thing that happened is kind of tragic um, Yosuke Asara the mangaka revealed on his twitter that his M- Spider-Man Fake Red or Spider-Man Itsuwaro no Aka the manga has been cancelled. Now this is based off of Marvel Comics Spider-Man. And this should have done well. Especially with everything going on. And it actually initially made a lot of money. However the reason why it was cancelled. Was it was not selling as well as they had hoped. And because of this there will be no overseas release. So we'll never read about Spider-Man in Japan. Fighting Venom and Scorpion. Kind of sucks. But is what it is. So other news. On June 23rd. Shunji Ito and Natsumi Inoue's Kanawa no Ryu manga launched on the ebook Japan website. And this is a manga which has a very engaging story. And for me, it's really cool because it's kind of a history buff. And this is taking place before Japan became one nation. And this is taking place in Japan's northeastern Tohoku region where there's a ceasefire between the Yamato Imperial Court and the native Amishi people. Now, the envoy, Senikage, of the Imperial Court is visiting Ateru, the chief of a great Amishi tribe, and they're going to be going on a journey to hunt a demon together. Now, this demon is attacking people indiscriminately, and these two have two different reasons why they're going to fight this demon. Ateru doesn't want to let one of his enemies hurt anybody, and then Sengeku is going to help him get revenge on the death of his wife. This manga will debut new chapters every week and is being supervised by manga creator Yasuo Otagaki, who created Moonlight Mile, which we reviewed in an earlier episode, and Gundam Thunderbolt. And this is the first manga and novel project in collaboration with Anima, the creator of Cat Shit 1, the animated series, and Kingsglaive. So prepare to see some great art and some amazing just visuals. I am excited to see this because it's in a cool period in time it's before japan became japan it was just a bunch of warring nations and it's focusing on the amishi people which i first found out about in princess mononoke when apparently 
Ashitaka is a prince of the Amishis. They are the native Japanese. So I'm intrigued by this. I'm really excited to read this. It did come out already, but I hope it's translated into English in a physical copy. So I guess that's it for the news for the day. I know it's a lot of stuff, but was pretty good and it was kind of inventive. Let me know if you like this version better or if you prefer me to do the news first and then the manga review at the end. I'm trying to mix things up a little bit. We're going to see how you guys like this. Anyway, I thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Having you listen and, and subscribe and also interact with me is a highlight and helps me during this trying time. But anyway... Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And let's get to the part that you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on... There's going to be a manga corresponding to that number. So if it lands on a 5, there's a manga to 5, 4, manga for 4, so on and so forth. So whatever number it lands on, the manga that's corresponding to that number is the manga I review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 376. And I'm excited because we've got some fun manga on here. And one of them is one that I was supposed to review a long time ago, and I'm waiting to review it. So let's see what I'm going to review, shall we? Number one. Whoa. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga about spies, espers, assassins, and psychic dogs. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Spy X Family. This should be cool. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you check out the manga we talk about in these episodes. And anyway, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time and keep reading manga. See ya!
どり着く場所には待ち受ける花乱れ咲き待って落ちて生き返る「狙い定める罪と泥棒と